so many movies! Blockbuster season is happening soon! And if we play our cards right, we might actually be able to go to a theater. Do you remember those? That's the monster in the theater. That's right. the IMAX wall sound hitting. Let them fight. And yep, Ken, Ken Watanabe like is gonna be there, and and obviously he's always got control of the situation. Always got control of the situation, no matter what. You you, you just pay him uh, millions of dollars to say a couple of lines. Yep, <laughs> and yep. that's why he's so cool, calm, and collected in Godzilla, because mm -hmm. he ain't worried. You know, let well, them fight. I got this. Yeah, this right fight. here. They don't stand a chance. I'll take them down with this fucking blue steel. Just Throw that smile over the shoulder. Steel. The best way to take down some kaijus is through bureaucratic paperwork. That's right. You sue them for property damage. You sit them That's down. That's fair. Yep. King Kong and Godzilla, you say, hey, guys, like, look, I know you guys are beefing with each other, but this is considerable amount of damage. We, we as a city have to now sue you, and you are liable in court. I need you guys to have a representative. If not, you'll be representing yourself. <laughs> and yeah, like Godzilla is just sort of sitting there for a minute and maybe like, you know, like that that's Godzilla trying to scratch in the paperwork with right. the... Yeah, because they're reasonable, right? Yeah, they destroyed a whole town, but you can at a certain point you can, you know, they understand paperwork. They've been around for millions of years. In fact, right? yeah, that was some of the earliest paperwork was just <laughs> fucking monsters fighting each other. Like, all right, today, like, hey, I know you're not feeling it, but we we, it says right here, uh, on the DC three nineteen uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> we have to fight by April fourteenth. So, oh, God, we do. I really don't want to. I have other plans. I yeah, I'm sorry, dude. We've already switched it around several times and made accommodations for you. You're gonna have to fight this day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm missing I'm missing dinner with my family for this. You think right. I want to be here? Yeah, you think come on. Come on. Look at me, man. <laughs> I don't want to be here more than you do. I got I'm a be. giant moth. I just right. want to go fly towards the sun. Right. And Ken Watanabe, instead of let them fight, it's let them write. <laughs> they just sit down with their massive pens. Yeah. And it is just a it is a three and a half hour <laughs> litigation. <laughs> That's what this movie is actually going to be of King Kong versus uh, versus Godzilla. It's a plot twist. <laughs> Halfway through, you think they're going to throw a punch. They never do. <laughs> they just sit down I at a huge table. Would love that subversion if, like, they go to throw a huge punch and then just like some sort of like Astro Boy character or something comes down. And is like, hey, 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 okay, and then just like pulls over a massive table and is like. We need to sit down. We need to talk about this because this is downtown San Francisco or whatever. And mm -hmm. we uh, just, what do you have to say? Yeah. We just don't want you guys to have to experience any like financial issues after this fight because the cities will sue you. We're protecting huge. you. Right, yeah. right. You think you're inconvenienced now? Yeah. Think about being in debt <laughs> for the rest of your life to uh -huh. the tune of $2 billion. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> King Kong's like, I I have an island with trees. <laughs> island. Do y'all need trees right now? 
Did you write that off in your taxes, King Kong? Yeah, I, I didn't. No one told me I could do that. I could, I could I write can, that off. Hey, I could write that off in my taxes. Yeah, Kong, you can, you can do that. That's, you can do that. You can just piece of property. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Why didn't anyone tell me that? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ugh, I don't want to be the lawyer that forgot to tell King Kong <laughs> how to save a couple. <laughs> Like, just, like, lifts off the roof of your house while you're asleep. Oh, God. Oh, God. Jeez, what's Why didn't wrong? you tell me that the land was, like, a tax write-off? Do you know how much I could be saying? I can't even. <laughs> Look, I have a lot of cases. <laughs> just see the visual. Why did you tell me? Just like drops a, a desk with the paperwork in their in their bedroom. Like, oh God, I I don't want to take work home. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. And I, I do I do as Ian apologize for that pun. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> Suck it. Oh God. We need this movie, Hollywood. We need this movie. Where you been? Why are you sleeping on this? <laughs> Get it together. All right, cool. another jam-packed episode of too many flicks my name is ben my name is ian and if this is your first time listening i'm gonna give you the rundown of the show i'm gonna try to make it as quick as possible so we can get to news because we got so much to cover all right so what we do here is we what we do trailer versus trailer that's one of our first segments here we put two trailers against each other trailers that we personally like if you have another trailer that you might want us to talk about and put up against another trailer you can always reach us at our social media platforms and we'll try to get back to you but yeah, they fight to the death. We pick a trailer that we like the best. We move on to Flix News. That's right. We give some news hot off the presses that we enjoy because we produce a show and we have that right to do so. But if you want to get involved, you know where to find us. Also, after that, <laughs> give you the rundown. We give you a hot take. That's right. Either one of us, myself, Ian, sometimes Matt, who's our beautiful, wonderful sound engineer. We love you very much. We'll give you a hot take. It might fucking ruffle your feathers you might be like damn i'm so glad somebody has said it i've been waiting this entire time for somebody to feel these way this way or you guys are ridiculous how dare you say that hey it's a hot take it's gonna be hot it's gonna be like a hot bowl of grits on a tuesday afternoon that's what happens in hot takes and after that we give you some trivia because what is a podcast without giving you some type of information on the topic mm -hmm. that we're talking about throughout the entire podcast right we got to give you some type of knowledge in your noggin all those it. other sections yeah, yeah. are bullshit. All There's bull bullshit. nothing in them. <laughs> All the nothing. knowledge no, in no. there. This in is the, the trip. Yeah, this is the only segment you need to listen to. Yeah, is it? As a matter of fact, we're just doing that now. All right. We're just doing All right, great. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Ben, in uh, yeah, uh -huh. 1943. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't. We gotta listen to the rest of the show. That's we psych you out. Ha <laughs> ha gotcha. Ah, gotcha. Ha ha. You gotta listen to the whole show to get the trivia. The whole entire thing. Um, and sometimes it's other games, but you know, we'll keep you on your toes about that. And then after that, we just close the show out and we tell you how much we love you. We love you very much. But are it's you true. fucking ready, listener? Are you to get blasted in the ear with some fucking awesome sauce? Are, are you? you ready? Are you ready, Ian, to blast these listeners in the ear with some awesome sauce? 
I'm ready to blast, Ben. I'm ready to blast. Well, let's fucking get into it. Drop the beat. Trailer versus Trailer. Hello and welcome to tonight's event over in the hamper corner. We have Voyagers. Voyagers dropping April 9th is directed by Neil Berger and is starring Colin Farrell, Ty Sheridan, Lily Rose Depp, Shantae Adams, and Contessa Swindle. Just to name a few, a crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission descend into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real or not. <gasps> Boom. All right, and that is up against... Standing, astounding, eight feet five inches for some reason of film. It is in the performing performance art corner. Art for some reason. Uh, <laughs> the audience is currently jazz handing. It's not great yes. for audio yes, formats, but. Yes, jazz hand, jazz squares. Uh, it is Zola, and it's coming out June the 30th, and it's directed by Janixa Bravo, and it's starring Taylor Page, Riley Keough, Coleman Domingo, Tease Madison, and Nicholas Braun. Based off of a viral Twitter story, a young woman goes on a wild Florida trip with the woman she served the night before. Oh, boy. Jesus. And that is the tale of the Tate. Uh, Ian, mm. why don't we get into Voyager? What do you think? Voyagers, not the Star Trek show, but the movie Alas. Voyagers. <laughs> what do you think about this uh, trailer, sir? So the premise to me is very interesting. Yeah? Mm -hmm. There's a big part of me, though, that like... What they don't tell you in this uh, intern's description, dear viewer, if you haven't seen the trailer, is that uh, Colin Farrell plays sort of like, I don't know space captain but he is space captain to a bunch of like genetically engineered children astronauts that they raise from birth to essentially just focus on being ready to go colonize a new planet like they're not allowed to have like family or friends like they are pure just astronaut machines and they go on their journey and it's on the the ship when they are taken off and left earth that it all goes a little screwy right mm -hmm. interesting premise love it there's just a little bit the little piece in the back of my brain that is like how did you know you were like how did you not know mm -hmm. that you were just creating little sociopaths <laughs> you literally <laughs> bred humans and like it, it stripped them of everything that makes them human and then they discover that part of themselves and it's either destructive or beautiful uh so interesting premise i don't know but there's just that little voice in the back of my mind how about you what did you spot in voyagers that you liked uh or disliked yeah you like, know, how'd you feel the concept seems very interesting it's so funny i've had an idea about this no one's like about like a mini series about taking places throughout generations and you follow each generation like beginning middle and end of the generation of, of the of the launch um so this is kind of playing with that idea which i was like oh man th that's kind of interesting um yeah uh, i immediately sense like certain plot holes perhaps but then again sure. it, it is just a trailer so I'm, I'm sure maybe they'll explain a little bit um 
I like the kids who are, are in it. It looks pretty neat, and it does kind of look refreshing. I like Colin Farrell's character. I'm confused as to why he's the only one. Was he the only one kind of uh, fathering them? Because now I'm kind of like... No, I think... I think couple, There's a team, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I myself do not remember explicitly off the top of my head, but it, it does seem in the trailer, at least, very heavily hinting at him just sort of being, yeah, like the only papa around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I don't. I love the dynamic. I love what they're trying to 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 say. It's more than just a thriller space odyssey. It is what it's like to be a kid, a teenager growing up, maybe under a restrictive household or something like that, and like growing um, older and having so much of a generation's weight on your shoulders and their mistakes mm. and you having to correct them, and then them not being completely honest and forefront with you and you having to learn these. So I, I get that. I get where they're going from for, mm, I probably would have liked more people of color in this. It's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, there was really only like one or two folks. Yeah, you're trying to repopulate the uh, another planet. Um, <laughs> nice to have a little bit more diversity. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's commentary. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. Um, we'll see. But I, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I did. Because here's the thing: mm -hmm. I know that Limitless wasn't like the super franchise that everybody had hoped it would be. Mm -hmm. But like, same director Neil Berger, and like, it's at least kind of challenging of the tenets and tent poles of like capitalism, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, in its themes and stuff. So I'm hoping that uh, Berger is coming with something more to say than just like cool sci-fi premise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I know. Um, so hopefully there's that. I mean, there's a lot of promise. It, it looks really neat. It has, you know, it has that that sci-fi, that kind of sterile feel to it. Uh, um, everything's white. Mixed in, though, yeah. with that, uh, like, those really vibrant bursts of color. Yes. Like, as they are, uh, it's revealed over the course of the trailer, listener, that uh, the children uh, have been ingesting this, like, nutritional drink that they just call the blue, but then they begin to believe that the blue is medicated and that, like, it is, like, you know, like an inexperienced numbing drug to keep them in a catatonic sort of worker state. They start to rebel and stop drinking the blue. It, like, devolves, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, and that, that looks really neat. I like those, that juxtaposition between that and, you know, them not having emotions and stuff. There's a couple of movies in here. Um, like, e Equilibrium comes to mind, too. Um, very equilibrium, very equilibrium, uh, very reminiscent, at least, of the themes of the the giver. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, thematically, this seems to be taking from quite a few things, and and hopefully, it puts a fresh spin on it. You know. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I I agree. Um, yeah, it, it, this is interesting. I I'm down to watch this though. Sci-fi is always my thing. Um, I'm much more sci-fi epic opera type of deal, but I do enjoy mm. these like more intimate, like, uh, in-depth looks at like the human condition, like <laughs> going to one place to another in a ship that I, I can dig that too. So just, I'm just a sci-fi guy. So it'd be interesting. I love these people. I love everyone in it. So, um, let's, um, let's look at the next trailer then. I guess I'll kick us off here, um, with my thoughts. Um, Zola, I'm down. It's already, you know, you got a black uh, film director 
which is already great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I had no idea about this Twitter story. So I'm already, my ears perked up when I read the, uh, the synopsis here. And I got to tell you, my man Coleman Domingo. He's having so much fun. Oh, he's, oh, God. He's so great. First time I watched him was in Passing Strange. I feel like every time he's up on this, uh, on our outline, I always say that. But I just, yeah, yeah I've been following his career indirectly for a very long time. He's great talent. Um, and Taylor Page and Riley uh, Keough. I believe that's, yeah, I believe I pronounced it it's Irish as fuck. Um, so sorry, Riley. But um, they look great in this, too. Love the use of AAVE by a white person in them. <laughs> and her just like, okay. Like, that moment was like, I get Word. you. Like, <laughs> right. Because it's like, she's trying, like, okay. More than likely, it's always good to, like, err on the side of caution and not use AAVE all the time. But there are some times where you can, it can roll off the tongue if you hang out, you know, you grew up someplace and, like, blah, 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 blah. It seems like this person, though, is trying extraordinarily too hard. So immediately, we're off put. And I'm glad they drew attention to it in the trailer. <laughs> like, and of yeah. course, someone, you know, some uh, a black person, black film director would point that out. And I love that. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued by this story. They gave us tea leaves, but not a lot. <laughs> and I love the narration, which I, you know, I'm always a little tentative on, but I love it when it's like, let me tell you how I, you know, me and this bitch fell out. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let, tell me, please. Watch every move this bitch makes. Mm. Yeah. It's a really great uh, framing device for it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, off the back. And I'll tell you what. This is a fun fact. Mm. Riley Keough, I think we're saying her name right. Mm. She is actually uh, the granddaughter or great-granddaughter of Elvis Presley. So, like, you could not have picked a more... Wow. Yeah. Like, wow. They, and I think that there's yeah. just a parallel there that fits very well because there's no way that you are in heir to the Presley estate or whatever, and you didn't lead some sort of charmed life. And mm. uh, the character in this, like, she's like kind of friend antagonist, you know, like mm -hmm. Fran Frantagonist. I don't know how to <laughs> <laughs> how to turn friend and antagonist into a into a word, but I'm going with frantagonist. Um, just because she is so fucking blissfully privileged and unaware of that privilege, which again I think is highlighted in that in that scene where you said you know she was using AAEV very obnoxiously, and this film this film looks really fucking funny. Mm -hmm. Like does. the tone of the trailer is not there. I mean, is there, but it's it's not comedic. But like the shit they they are saying is very funny. I don't know. I I am equal parts excited for this film as well. Uh, bursting with fucking style, I'll tell you that it is. It looks like a fucking fun and like anxious ride. That's <laughs> just mm -hmm. like just the way it's shot, kind of this chaotic like back and forth and like. Just some of the movements too that they that they got going on. It's it is immediately upon viewing it, your eyes are captivated, and it was one of those things that you know uh, Ian and I just kind of looked at each other and were like, "We gotta probably put this on." Yeah, we should talk about this one. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a pretty stiff competition. This is really good. It's a really good trailer, um, and it's a good trailer enough to be like, 
I don't know. I, I just love that it's a black femme kind of leading as well and like just kind of telling her story of, and also just how it's it's hard in our society to be black and especially a woman. So mm-hmm. especially in this field um, and mistreated um, because I think they're in the, uh, I, don't, I don't know if they're in this um, sex entertainment business. I don't know. Um, God damn it. What do you call it? Sex I think work? that they're sex dancers. Yeah. They are dancers. They're dancers. entertainers. I don't think they're, I don't think it's necessarily sex work, but regardless it doesn't matter it's still very hard in that field uh, to be also be taken advantage of and everything like that and to see it through the lens of her and us the audience being friends of hers so she's taking us on that journey immediately within the trailer i'm here for it i want to be friends with her i want to be like girl i can't believe that should happen and she's like yeah i know you know what i mean it's back and forth mm-hmm. um give and take so i i enjoy it colors look great actors look like they're having a blast and um i love the themes um, is there anything else you want to cover with this, Ian, uh, that you really enjoyed? Uh, performances look stunning. Like, everyone looks like they're having a ton of fun. Uh, we talked a little bit about the fascinating, like, dual tonalities that are happening here. Because mm-hmm. it is deadly serious, but also, like, just so fucking funny. Um, yeah, Coleman Domingo is, again, another standout because he just looks like he's having a fucking blast playing whatever role he's playing here. Uh, but, yeah, I don't I don't have too much more to add outside of the fact that, like, why all the crazy shit got to happen in Tampa, man? What's wrong with <laughs> what's wrong with our oh, home yeah, state? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's Tampa Bay, baby, the Bay Area. Jesus yep. Christ. I don't know. Um, but, yep, there you go. Uh, with that being said... Let's get to the brass tacks. Why everybody came. What trailer wins trailer versus trailer this week? Um, Ian, I'm going to kick it off to you. What, what, sure. what trailer are you going with this week? Uh, so Voyagers like has an interesting premise, and it's got like this nice dichotomy of sterile sci-fi settings and like visceral uh, stuff. There's, there, there is a, a promise of some... Uh, style and compelling stuff there. Zola, no pun intended, just feels somehow more grounded, (laughs) even Mm. though it's about this wild-ass fucking time. And I think the style and intention is much, much clearer there uh, to me. And and outside of all the fucking awesome stuff, like why this is such a different story, you know? Like, we don't get a lot of Hollywood stories that treat sex workers nice you know so it's Mm. great that like and this is something i'm actually unclear on like if exotic dancers are considered part of the sex work industry but you know like right exactly that is very regardless we don't often see films treat those people like people it's rad as fuck and it it, it's style feels a lot more uh, cohesive and present and fun like it just looks more fun i agree it's zola for me all right um Ditto. It is Zola for me. And you know what? I I generally love sci-fis, and, and, but there's something about Zola that just seems special and could be special, and that the potential is there. Now, there's something about Voyagers that could either be really cool and kind of a cult classic or generic and boring, and we're like, oh, this That's again. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because Hollywood has yet to really put forward, I think, a brilliant sci-fi in a in a in a pretty long time and just movie based just, you know just like pure 
screenplay to mo to movie adaptation is like it's been a minute um so it's got an uphill battle already uh yeah zola just looks clean but yet messy because tampa uh and uh mm -hmm. it looks like it could be something special so i gotta go with zola as well that is uh that's what wins today is there any other things that we gotta cover today ian i don't that might be it for trailer versus trailer i'm not sure is I, it i can't think of anything else but hey we never know, you know, we're just two minds at work here. So dear listener, if you saw a trailer out there that we didn't touch on, like if you were like, yo, why didn't these motherfuckers talk about bloodthirsty? Like, hey, we thought about it, time, okay? But if you want us to talk about bloodthirsty, <laughs> fucking let us know. You can reach us on any social media platform, Facebook, not any, but most of them, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for now. Uh, that's too many flicks with the number two at the beginning and an X at the end, and psh, Fucking tell us. Otherwise, it's our show. We're just going to keep doing the trailers we want. Love you. <laughs> In the studio with no central AC. Flix News. Was that Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely didn't do the right bass part, but I tried. Okay, you got it. And you that's why A for effort. As, hello, listener. Welcome yeah. to the newsroom. In today's Flicks News. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ian Gabriel gonzalez Mutiner, and I am one of your anchors for this evening. Yeah, and I'm Ben Jenkins. We'll be bringing to you uh, News. The newest news. The newest news that ever newsed. <laughs> if you knew this news, then it's not news. Then it's because it's not new. Uh, coffee could be For killing you at nine o'clock. Tune in. <laughs> Kicking us off here in the newsroom. Uh, Woody Harrelson is set to star in an adaptation of the World War II psychological thriller. The Man with the Miraculous Hands, the fantastic story of Felix Kirsten, Himmler's private doctor. This is from Elsa Kislassi. Tried my best, Elsa. Hope I got it right. Add variety. Uh, and it's just kind of a cool story. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the story about, my, my G? Because I I'm, I'm don't know. So mm -hmm. I and I had not heard of this person either before uh, we we dug this up and uh, Felix Kirsten uh, was I think Swedish Danish hold on Finnish uh, a Finnish born medical professional who was reluctantly pulled into the Third Reich's corridors of power as Heinrich Himmler's personal physician and prisoner. Mm. So he was essentially like a. a, a doctor that was like taken prisoner by the nazis and was like you're really fucking good you're gonna make sure that one of our worst fucking people <laughs> stays healthy oh god oh man yeah it's gonna be intense <laughs> yeah yeah that's gonna be a happy movie <laughs> uh According to the article, the man with the miraculous hands depicts Kirsten's remarkable true story as the physician whose therapies helped to relieve Himmler's debilitating abdominal pain, thereby giving him extraordinary influence over one of the main architects of the Holocaust with clever manipulations and a flair for dangerous negotiation with his monstrous patient. Kirsten was able to ultimately save thousands of lives from concentration camps and outlive his captor. Wow. Wow. So he, he kept them alive, but was he, like, hurting, harming him at the same time? I'm sorry, I, I kind of... According to this, 
just the way just the way they sort of they're sort of saying from what I can gather that he kept him alive or or rather basically just cured the dude's abdominal pain or whatever mm-hmm. uh and then just sort of kind of was like hey dude maybe chill a little bit and then i i, I don't know this sounds less exciting the more i read about it <laughs> he's like hey man don't don't kill that many jews <laughs> and great he's like, yeah okay. right well, good right. on you here's a cookie fam like right <laughs> Maybe not so many. Maybe like 10 less a day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I need to hear more about this project, but it already sounds a little weird. Yeah, that was a little strange. Woody Harrelson usually picks some pretty decent stuff and it has some sense. He does. So we will see. We'll um, monitor that situation, I guess. Yep. All right. I Let's, will say this, mm-hmm. too. There's Go also ahead. the lens. Mm-hmm. Just because... Um, I mean... Our loyal listeners know that I'm a fucking video essayist black hole, uh, and I had never really considered this before, uh, but thanks to a fantastic YouTube channel by the name of Sir Lady Knight the Brave, all one word, uh, they are a, a queer Jewish uh, film critic, I don't know entirely what to call them, uh, but they do a fantastic story on... I want. First of all, if you like a Knight's Tale, uh, they have a fantastic Knight's Tale video essay. That's how I got into it. Yes. Uh, but the one that I want to talk about. Oh, excuse me. It's not Sir Lady Knight the Brave. It is simply Lady Knight the Brave. Okay. Um, but they have a whole story critiquing, uh, like, Gentile savior narratives. Okay. That's interesting. Here we go. Uh, it's uh, the video essay in particular, dear listener, is called Remembering with a Twist, a Jojo Rabbit and the Book Thief video essay. Uh, now, her stuff is quite long, uh, but it's always very enjoyable, full of uh, humor and insight. And she does a really good job of breaking down uh, this period in cinema, especially where there was a lot of like, there was a lot of like, Look at this. Uh, like, I know for a fact she is very critical of uh, Life is Beautiful. And I'm not going to do it the justice uh, that she does with her with her thought and stuff on that. But it sounds like uh, this would be another film that she would be rightfully critical of. Just reading the breakdown that they gave us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... Sorry about that tangent. I know no, that no, no, I no, just no. like... It was, it was... It is important. I, I, I thank you, and also give, uh, giving other content creators some uh, little push there too. And hopefully, one day we'll get some love in return. Uh, Please, if you all mm-hmm. like everybody, go check out Lady Knight the Brave mm-hmm. one more time, just so everybody has it. Lady Knight the Brave and uh, the artic- the video in particular, remembering with a twist. Mm-hmm. One more time. Please, please, please. All right. Um, so with that being said, let's get into our next bit of news. Connie Nielsen cites Wonder Woman 84 release delays for unfair backlash. And that is from Zach Scharf at IndieWire. Thank you, Zach, for this bit of information. Uh, Connie, and when we've read the article, Ian has um, done so kindly to do the research on this as well. 
Um, so Connie believes that the only reason why it has such backlash is because of the delays and the amount of pressure that Patty Jenkins was under. Uh, never mind the fact that the movie was uh, edited poorly in a hot mess. Um, and also, I don't know, maybe the uh, non-consensual uh, taking of another person's body and actually, like, getting sexually involved with them, too, without their permission? Mm-hmm. That, that might be it. I don't know. Uh, Ian, what do you think about this uh, inane response from Connie here? I think I think it's incredibly short-sighted. I will say that uh, she, uh, the article says that she reasons part of the backlash. Uh, mm. She she does cite it as unfair and stressful, but she says that she thinks part of the backlash is from all these delays, and that's mm. why people viewed it so critically. Mm-hmm. And that's just it's every reason you just laid out, Ben. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it's incredibly short-sighted on her part to be like. No, I think that if it had released on time, everybody would have liked it and it would have been fine. Like, it would not have been so unfairly scrutinized. And it's like, you are missing what I imagine to be probably the majority of the uh, complaints that I have encountered from the fandom at large. (laughs) The entire point. Uh, You went out of your way to say all this shit and not say a goddamn thing. (laughs) <laughs> Not saying a thing, especially like it still it boggles my mind. We talked a little bit right. about this on stream theory, but for those who who haven't listened to that one, and believe me, we understand it's Wonder Woman eighty four. <laughs> I I I just don't understand how they thought it was a good idea for this movie where gods and magic stones exist and wishes can come true why this movie went out of the way to say like hey no it is too far to believe that a world war pilot world war ii pilot like is here in present we're gonna just we need to go out of our way to uh say that he has to steal someone's body or something like Mm -hmm. what are we what are you saying with that and like how does that get past not just a not just a board of executives, but an entire creative team. I don't know. Yeah, it it is astounding. It's almost like as if you just you tried to do this at a certain point. Like, guys, come on, come on, what are you doing? Come on, WB, y'all just with that bullshit again. Come on. Uh, okay, no. and here here's yeah. here's a here's a, a comment from Connie herself. Connie Nielsen says. A lot of people were so willing to just critique certain elements instead of seeing it as a whole. And I think that as a whole, everything that happens in this film makes a lot of sense. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. And I think it's a beautiful film. So I hope that in time she re-examines it and is like, hey, you know that whole body snatching thing? Not great. (laughs) The The whole thing where the emotional core of this story is about a, a a a man in a film called Wonder Woman. Not great. Mm-hmm. The whole framing that like you know Diana is incomplete without a man, or that this uh, other woman who has like what is it like three doctorates in some of the most intense fields of science is is unfulfilled because she not hot enough. Like mm-hmm. not great. Like <laughs> not great at all. Not great at all. Yeah, that's um. This is not a good look. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, like you said, Ian, she reexamines her standpoint and realizes that body swapping 
non-consensually is a problem um, and that is never okay or never accepted and you just can't gloss over it because the movie was delayed and other things. That's that's an issue. Um, so okay. I, I'm, yep. I'm seeing here the original interview before we move on because I okay, do no, want to no, just do some research and make sure we're getting it right. The original interview is with Den of Geek. So I'm just doing a quick dive because mm-hmm. they, at the very least in Den of Geek, take a moment uh, to say that like some of the cons involved an icky subplot. Uh, involving the body stealing. Um, on second thought, after reading the the whole article, dear listener, I sped read the entire thing in this split second. You just didn't know it. Um, there's not much more to add. Like they they do. I'll say this. You know, uh, Connie Nielsen says, with all of the deepest respect to everyone who maybe thinks differently. No one can say that Patty is not true to the vision that she has of Wonder Woman, which is, to me, an incredibly brave, incredibly important vision. Mm-hmm. So do with that what you will. But I, 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 don't, mm. I, like, I feel icky bashing too much on this, but it is like a dumb, dumb take. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To say the least, it's just, um, just ignorant. Horribly ignorant and tone deaf. And, yeah, tone yeah. deaf. All right, well, let's get into our next uh, topic, my friend. What what have you got? Uh, Last up on the docket, Ryan Coogler speaks on his decision to stay on for Black Panther 2, saying, quote, it would be harder for me to stop. This comes from Charles Barfield at the playlist. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, that's that makes sense. I mean, this is baby and also the death of Chadwick. It's a tough situation for him to be in, honestly. Like, how do you even move forward? You know what I mean? Like... Um, but at the same time, I, I understand why he would want to just stay on and it, it, it is probably safe best in his hands too. I don't know if anyone can feel and love that world as much as he does personally. I'm sure there is a director out there, but it's like, it, it makes sense for him to have that struggle of being like, I can't just move on, you mm. know? And he, he speaks to that a little bit in this, uh, mm. In this article over here, uh, saying, you know, it's difficult. You've got to mm-hmm. keep going when you lose loved ones. I know Chad mm-hmm. wouldn't have wanted us to stop. Yep, and he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. So it's a, it's another, um, it's a, it's another obstacle that we've already had because it's Black Panther, one of the first black films of this caliber, uh, in a hero movie, um, and with so much going on. Um, to get made and it did and it made crazy amounts of money um now with another obstacle who do you cast them as black Panther? do you go on to, to cast someone else do you give it to someone they will not be recasting someone else and they yeah. won't do any of the tech wizardry they already uh he actually speaks on that in this article as well he's like we are definitive not doing any of that we're moving forward cool um so, well, then in regards to just how do you build a story, uh, I imagine they probably will give it to the the man the mantle to like Shiri or or, or someone else. Um, Hell yeah, that'd be out. rad as fuck. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna make the death of T'Challa in this, if that's even a thing, or how they even do that. Um, it's tough, but I understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. He he now is even more motivated than he probably was before. With all even sad and grief feel, you know that everyone here on set who worked with Chadwick is feeling. They now have another whole new sense of just like purpose 
and drive to make the next movie even better than the first. So I'm excited, and I think it's it's unfortunate that Chadwick did pass away the way that he did, too. Um, and and I, I'm not saying that we needed that to motivate uh, the movie, but it just so happened these unfortunate circumstances have led to uh, Ryan being like, no, he probably wanted this, and we're going to make it as bad as is possible for Chadwick. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, Ryan Coogler, my friend? Just that, you know, there couldn't be a better leader to Absolutely. carry on in this sort of circumstance. I'm excited to see how they how they pay respect and, and keep keep moving forward. Absolutely. Same here. And that is the conclusion of Flix News. Hey, guys, if you found any news out there that you thought we should have covered this week and be like, maybe in the next couple weeks you should probably cover this. This is big. How did you miss this? Just let us know. We're only two people, yeah. three people. Sometimes when Matt, you know, uh, comes on, bless his heart. We love you, Matt. You are the man. She's mm-hmm. fucking wizard, sound engineering wizard. Um, go hire that man, by the go way. Go hire him. Hire him right now. But uh, yeah, so we choose what we like. So if you have something that you like, you can help him produce the show. Just go to any um social, any of our social media platforms at Too Many Flicks. There's number two and an X at the end. And we'll try to get back to you lickety split. All right, let's move on to our next segment. God damn, that's hot as hell. And I didn't stop recording. Imagine that. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> there you go. Hot damn. Oh my god, I'm on fire! Every week, every week I'm on fire, I have no skin. What what could have what what could have caused this this instantaneous combustion? What what could have, I can't, I need to understand. Just let me clip my eyes because oh, I've been clubbing. Oh, okay okay. Oh I've I've been I'm good. Day ex, ex machina just helped me get rid of that joke that we just did. Now I'm cooled down and my skin has been replaced. <laughs> because Thanks to Deus, Deus does a lot of work. Does a lot of work. He just kind of just sometimes just snap and we're back. Uh, we're in hot takes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's my turn to do a hot take. My hot take this week is fuck the Golden Globes. They should not exist. I don't know if mm. that's exactly what I said last time, but I'm saying it now because I just watched a video. <laughs> To further back up my claiming point, um, Ian, what was the name of that video, actually? Because I want to give that person credit. Totally, yeah. Uh, it is called Emily in Paris and the Golden Globes, Why Hollywood Keeps Validating Ignorance. And that is from Friendly Space Ninja over on YouTube, if you're interested, dear listener. Please watch it. He has like a, like two or three videos on Emily in Paris, which he begrudgingly does. But he's just like, every time, <laughs> it's like, I guess I'm doing this again. Oh my god, that show is terrible. I haven't seen it, but it, he does a great job of letting me know how fucking terrible it is, and racist, and incompetent, and ignorant, and all of the above. Um, Using the show itself yes. too, like he doesn't have to editorialize a lot. He, nope. he often just like is like, and uh, here's the clip. Yep. Yeah. Here's another. <laughs> Moving clip. on. Like, ooh, yeah, it made me sick to my stomach. Uh, so I'm extra hot today. Um, so if you don't know how the um, 
the Golden Globes works. Um, I believe there's a body of the Hollywood Foreign Press, right? Who mm-hmm. votes HFPA? On, yes, because H- it's H- like Foreign Press Association, blah blah blah, which blah, is blah. like long. Yeah, yeah. H- HFPA, uh, so the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. They vote on um, what are these? Just like elites? Are these producers or how? They are for from what I can understand of it all mm-hmm. myself and like what I've learned. I, I I believe they are essentially foreign correspondents for Hollywood. They are kind of like right. the uh, the press plug for Hollywood studios and connections in other countries. You know, and there's around eighty seven of them. There you go. And uh, it's been two decades since they put a black person on. Uh, the foreign press and out of those 87 voting bodies it has been two decades since they have put any black person on that committee so you know mm-hmm. it's a uh, pretty terrible so this ignorant piece of trash um on netflix thank you netflix for green lighting everything sometimes you don't need to green light everything uh <laughs> <laughs> um what and was oh, jesus christ I already forgot the snub Ian, you just told me. Tell the people uh, what I may it's... destroy you. Yeah, yeah. I may destroy the... you. Yes, thank you, thank you. This beautiful black piece of work. I have yet to see, but I, I hear nothing but great things. Um, I may destroy you. Um, rave reviews. Also, Insecure has yet to, I think, receive a nod. Um, Which is insane. Insane. Like, what? Jeez. Yeah, it's absolutely insane but when it's mostly black and mostly black positive things as opposed to maybe like slave narratives which i talked about last week look at how it all weaves its way back into the foray um yeah they don't really give a fuck about it um this is terrible the the golden globes just should not exist first of all it's a terrible look let me get into the actual crux of the thing look at how it's presented you have nothing but rich fucks eating dinner a banquet in front of Americans, uh, of Americans, right? Are the world, really. Um, mostly people can't afford any of that stuff. And it's just, it's the most elitist fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> just eating $100 steaks and vegan entrees or whatnot, uh, laughing at themselves. You got Ricky Gervais's problematic ass, making fun of them, and then Tina Fey's problematic ass, and Amy Poehler, who's okay. Um, <laughs> making <laughs> jokes and just cuckling, just cackling it up. God, look how rich we are. <laughs> oh, this is great. It's terrible. There's something about the Oscars. The Oscars I, is also something that we can have a discussion about later on. Maybe I'll bring mm. it up as a hot take. Um, that at least is a bit f- more formal that I kind of appreciate. I mean, it's still very elitist. Don't get me wrong. Thousand dollars suits and dresses. Okay. But at least they're sitting down. It seems like very much of a award ceremony. It's proper. But them eating and have the Hollywood foreign press to know the association with that. Them sometimes even making jokes about how they uh, paid people off. It's just revolting. It's just one of the most obscene uh, fucking award shows there is today. The only award show that I really do like are the SAG Awards because it's a union the actors vote mm. it makes sense um but other than that it's just disgusting um with that it does do you, start to feel kind yeah. of like a parade yeah after a yeah little bit. feels like something from the hunger games or some shit it's like <laughs> it's, all right so like let's like i want to yeah. i want to take a moment here just for us to sort of like award ceremonies love to like mm-hmm. rank shit you know like mm-hmm. arbitrarily so now it's our turn 
right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's rank the award ceremonies from worst to like, okay. Okay. Um, Can I start? Go ahead, please, I think please, I, I think please, I might please. I think I might know an objective one that everyone can agree on. Mm-hmm. The ESPYs? Oh yeah, no, yeah. Oh my god, that's the worst probably. Yeah, no, that's definitely the worst. It's redundant too. <laughs> it's yeah, the most confusing thing that a bunch yeah. of like sports commentators and like right. literal sports champions are like, yes, and now we need a second award. Right. No, for this you, year's work. Right. You lost if you if you if you're a team sport or you're an individual and you lost you lost you there's no what do you think you're gonna get the award any, another award like stop stop <laughs> it it doesn't make any sense they are they get so many awards throughout the season usually it's MVP rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year the X Y and Z like you, why do you need a shitty X SB that looks like shit yes and too I, many I a thousand agree percent agree with you and then after that probably like the uh, maybe MTV the Golden Globe awards. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And maybe MTV like, movie awards. Nick, I, I like the Kids Choice Awards because at least it's fun and it seems like kids are involved. It's like it's trash, but like, okay, I'll buy it. Like it's capitalism. Like kids at have worst, things. But yeah. Kids, yeah. Kids right, have yeah. things, but like, yeah, MTV movie awards. Um, the Grammys is fucking god awful. All right. This, but this was my question to you. Right. Grammys above or below Golden Globes? Oh, dude. Come that's the qu- yeah, because I feel like we are oh tiptoeing God. into that territory now, where we need to decide between those two. Who goes on the bottom? I think I gotta give it to the Grammys because African Americans have-, have contributed to music in America so much, and they get shafted every time the Golden or the uh, see they're the same. The every time the, the Grammys gets a chance. What they if we will... just call these the G's? The G's. This is like the G's. <laughs> the, the G's level of award ceremonies. The G's level. Uh, Grammys. Anytime they can shaft the fucking prominent superstar black person who mm-hmm. does like either hip hop or R and B, they will. Unless you're Michael Jackson, which they could not. They could not stop Michael because, despite his problems, and there are plenty. Trust me, he had sold the most copies of any record ever you mm-hmm. at a certain point you had to give them it um but other than that yeah they're just fucking awful and then the golden globes the golden globe sits f- f- squarely uh maybe on the same tier we got the g tier uh yeah but you know bef- oh, god damn it now we gotta go to the, the vmas the amas and also the country music awards those are trash those are probably oh we yeah. we definitely skipped yeah we skipped a few levels didn't we we got ahead of ourselves all right, we- <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fucking award shows, man. Whew. Yeah, the Country Music Awards is just a bunch of racist in a. Room we'll just together. shuffle them in beneath the Kids Choice Awards somewhere, right? Like, yeah, yeah, deep yeah. Beneath the Kids Choice Awards, somewhere down there. I feel like uh, I feel like you know who should do this video. There's the dude who does the uh like the Zelda like series, like tries the, the timeline. What's oh, fucking- yeah. Brian David Gilbert. Me, Brian David Gilbert would be perfect. <laughs> BDG needs to get in here. It's like, what is objectively the worst awards ceremony? <laughs> well, behind <laughs> us here, I have a, I just see a seven oh, yeah, the seat, spreadsheets. and yeah, The Country Music Awards. Oh, yeah. No, insert here. <laughs> Put that above. So I'm just going to draw a little tiny line here down to this garbage can. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> this is perfect. We should hit him up. BDG. <laughs> We would love to speak with you. What is oh, the yeah. worst award ceremony by ranking? Oh, I'm going to try to contact this person. I'm going to try to contact him. 
um, be like, no, this is something you need to do now. Stop what you're doing. Do this now. Um, because, yeah, it's it, a lot of terrible ones. But the Golden Globes just, by far, at least I think when it comes to just pure acting um, and not just like best kiss or any of that that's stuff is the worst. The, the, of the formal, of the formal big three, Golden Globe, SAG, and um, Oscars, it is by far not even close to those two. It is the worst. One of the big, one of the things that really started uh, turning my stomach towards the um, Golden Globes, because, you know, I'm a theater person. I did adore these fucking award shows before because I was like, oh, it'll be so it awesome to be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you start to see a pattern. Um, my pattern happened when The Martian was nominated in the category of Best Comedy and Musical. <laughs> and won for Best Comedy and Musical. Now, the last fucking time I checked, it is neither a musical or a comedy. So, what the fuck? So, I, I, my, my, what I've heard about this <laughs> um, is that apparently they really wanted to give... Is this a Ridley Scott film? Yes. They really wanted to give Ridley Scott a fucking um, Golden Globe because he's been snubbed apparently a couple of times before. And they were like, well, you know what? We're going to throw this here because we really want Ridley Scott to get it. And we're going to just give it to him. We're just going to fucking give him a Golden Globe. Um, Ridley Scott, who also has said some very disparaging things, which I don't know why people still don't talk about this, about when he did Gods of Egypt, our mm -hmm. great our Exodus, about how... You can't get people f fucking with Muslim names to people to, to movie theaters with that or some fucking racist shit. He said, he said some he's a incredibly stupid racist yeah, shit. He's yeah. pretty, yeah. So it's fair to say that he's pretty racist. Um, and I don't know really, if he's ever apologized for that interview. He hasn't, I don't think. I'm going to double check before we do Please. say so. Yeah, the latest article that I can find uh, is from 2015, and it was him still not apologizing for anything and just sort of doubling down um, Jesus. by saying the short, sharp, crude answer is I couldn't get a film like that mounted for that kind of budget to make. And this is like, you know, subtracting a little bit because this is a whole paragraph. 145 million, 260. He's mentioning numbers. Uh, couldn't get a film like that mounted for that kind of budget to make Moses Black and his wife Ethiopian. They would never have made the movie. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, that's guys. Come insane. on, come on. That's I, that. That is very close to just like almost um, just saying nigga to me. Like that's that's oh man, that's some pretty offensive shit. Um, whole head ass. Stupid, yeah, that comes stupid, stupid. That comes from a Jesus deep place of hatred. Honestly. That was six um, years ago and still no comment. I'm surprised that, yeah, that, as you said just a few minutes ago, like people don't talk about it more often still. Yeah. Um, Especially with his new show coming out, uh, Raised by Wolves. Like when I learned about that, I, I still don't know how that show ends. It started really good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I can't go back and support it now until, I don't know, it's fucking wild, yo. It is wild. And they really, really, really had to give him that fucking... Uh... Golden, the Golden Globe. Globe. And he said that in 2015, correct? That is the last time that an article mentions anything about Ridley about Scott it. talking directly about uh, his statements on that matter. 
Great. So they knew this. Everybody in the industry knew this. This was documented. This came exactly from his mouth. It was not misinterpreted either. These are his exact words. Uh, 2016 is when they gave him this Golden Globe, knowing that my guy has said some racist shit um, and didn't care and would double down on it. And also go out of their way. Listen, this is how fucking ridiculous this is. Go out of their way to input it, embed it into the musical and comedy genre. Like, I just, that was the first time I literally, I was like, I fucking hate the Golden Globes. I will not watch it anymore. I, and I haven't. Since 2016, it has always disgusted me, and I've been pretty vocal about it, if you know me. If we're really good friends, you know, I, I probably said it a few times, or a put it on a Facebook status or a Twitter status, just like, fuck the Golden Globe, just randomly. It's not even award season. It's like the middle of June. I'm like, oh, yes, by the way, I don't know who needs to hear this, but fuck the Golden Globes. Yeah, and there I are wake many up people in, who agree with yeah, you, too. I wake up and choose violence with that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then this just further proves my point. This whole year... Um, I, like, I didn't even realize all this controversy happened, honestly, because I have not been paying attention to the Golden Globes this year at all. Really not too many award seasons, period, because it's like, it's a weird season to, like, really pay attention to since, you know, COVID happened. Um, so I, like, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to, like, really, you know, come to categorizing things and, like, how is that going to work without, you know, box office adjacent stuff and so I haven't really been paying attention, just to be honest with you. I know we do this, and this is we watch the movies so that you don't have to, but all that shit aside. Um, and I'm going to try to wrap this up soon because I don't want to spend too much more time on this. But, yeah, so when I made this a couple of weeks ago, I had no idea about the Emily in Paris controversy. No idea um, about most of this stuff, about these snubs, too. By the way, the Five Bloods was snubbed. Um, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. need I say more? Like, I May Destroy You snubbed. Just, like, we can go on and on. Just a lot of black uh, content. In Zendaya's content. portrayal in the Netflix film Apparently, uh, which is Malcolm fantastic. and Me, I believe it was. Yep. Didn't even get a nomination. Malcolm I can go and back. Marie. Right. Excuse yeah, me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, E. Uh, I can go back throughout years and really do a whole essay on this. I, we don't have time. But I don't even need to do that. I just need to go to this year's nominations. And just do the research. I'm telling you, I hate the Golden Globes. If you guys want to research more, there's plenty of information out there. Um, I do not care for them. I think they need to be done with. I don't think there is any. It is so much toxicity, so much like corruption within the um, Hollywood Foreign Press Association that I think they need to be done with it. It's a wrap. Or if you're gonna try, if you're gonna keep it, you're gonna need some severe reforms. First of all, get rid of that fucking structure of them eating food in front of us and just being like, I just, I don't want to see it. I'm sorry. I don't fucking care. Um, do something else. Figure a, a more creative way to have the host of awards. If you do keep it and the foreign Hollywood foreign press is honestly just needs to be completely either shut down or reinstated somehow with diversity um, clauses input in a contract somewhere. Um, but yeah, that is my take um the hot take mostly resides in i think it should not exist anymore i'm on the side of it of them eradicating this award show as opposed to reforming oh fuck yeah, yeah. 
What's up? Sorry. Um, so it's not even that the HFPA has not brought on any black members in two years. It's that uh, an L.A. Times investigation from February of 2021 found that there were no black members mm-hmm. on the awards commissioner thing. Uh Sorry. Mm. So if you needed any more, like, I just wanted yeah. to nail down those specifics for us because I do. That's just. <sighs> yeah, it's um, these 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 type of uh, institutions, um, especially corrupt ones, especially very white ones need to be done. I'm done with them. Um, one could say maybe the Oscars, too. I don't know. I need to do more research on the Oscars. I do have I'm slightly biased. I do enjoy the Oscars, but I also know they have. A litany of issues, especially when it comes to race, especially when there was years of Oscar so white. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, I, I do believe there should be a, a award show, at least two. Maybe we should focus more so on the SAG Awards and get rid of the Oscars too. Maybe I don't know. The SAG Awards. I can is appreciate. Legit. Yeah, I can appreciate that. That is artists, mm-hmm. for the most part, uplifting one another, being like, "Yeah, this is my field, and and I'm voting for this person." Yeah. Yeah, and stop hoarding on the money, Hollywood. Like, start please start to allocate some of those funds to like local theaters and other places. Like, there's no reason we should have millions of dollars of fucking almost close to billionaire movie stars. I, I'm sorry. Now I'm starting to speak like communist. This is not communist hour with Ben Jenkins. This is uh, hot takes. <laughs> we'll get back. What are we gonna do? Hot take on next week. God damn it. Woo, uh, dear I have a listener. full Russian accent at the end of this. <laughs> Just like it fucking. <laughs> Redistribute <laughs> redistribute the wealth, wealth comrade. To <laughs> like okay, all of the workers. <laughs> Marxists said this. Uh, next uh, week, friends, we are going to be taking a look at. I'm. I'm. I've got one, and I may end up regretting this when I have to revisit it, but it still holds a very special place in my heart, and I am ready to argue in the fires of hot takes hell that return of the jedi is the best from the original star wars trilogy oh fucking boy. fight me on it here we go here we here go, go. motherfuckers i mean like fucking luke in that black ass outfit god it looks so fucking shit. rad and then the, the green lights it up yeah yeah all right that's it there it is there it is. Let's uh let's get into it next Come week. And get well, it. the week after. Or whenever we show up again. Whenever we you show up again. All right. Let's get into our next uh let's get our next segment. Well, you know what that sound means. Uh-oh. Oh boy, some type of game. What game is it? This spin the wheel of games. <laughs> Come on, big money, big money, big money, big money. Oh, not Russian roulette, please, not Russian roulette. Oh God, no. Oh, good, it's trivia. Whew. Man, that was close there. It was like Russian roulette, and then uh, it was. Strip poker, which yeah. is just awful for an audio format, but yeah. We, yeah, thankfully yeah. we landed on trivia. Oh, God. Oof, oof. Oof, dangerous. Both accounts. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, what are we doing trivia on this week? Uh, friends, we're going to be talking about like some trivia for art house films. Ooh, for yeah. all you arty folks out there. Yeah, we, we got two questions because we've sake of time and also... 
just got just two good questions. And, um, I, you know, I'll go first. Hit me with it. What you got, Bean? All right. So, the Satanic Temple has endorsed this movie and hosted several screenings of this art house film. Is it Outside Satan? Is it The Witch? Is it Fire and Brimstone? Or is it In the Details? Huh. I'm going to go with The Witch. You would be correct, sir. It is the witch. Hey. Yes. Because that they they get a lot of shit right in mm-hmm. that, from my under, my limited understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, hell yeah, that's <laughs> they would too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Ben, are you ready uh, to have your mind challenged? Um, yeah, challenge my mind, dude. Let's see what happens. All right, in Dogtooth. There is an infamous cat attack scene, wherein a teenage boy walks up to a cat with garden shears with malicious intent. According to director Yorgos Lanthimos, how did they get the cat to sit still for the actor's approach? Mm, Interesting. The actor playing the teenager owned the cat? It was the director's cat high on meds after a vet visit. The cat was blind, or they fed the cat a really big meal and waited for it to get sleepy. They fed the cat a really big meal? The cat was blind. They had oh, to specifically, no. they had tried to uh, use a different cat, and they could never train a cat to sit still for Baby. a human to approach them with what are essentially giant knives in their hands. Right, yeah. But the cat was blind, so when the character, when the actor approached it, it just sort of sat there. Oh my god, that is awful. <laughs> It is, they didn't blind the cat, uh, and I, I did a lot of research before I, like, put this question in here. The cat was not harmed, okay. the shears were rubber, yeah. That's like, good, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, and you never actually see the actor harming the cat with the shears, but there is this really tense moment where he's just walking up to this cat with a pair of garden shears in his hands. Did they at least give the cat its own trailer? That's what I need to know. I would, ho- I would hope so. Who's you know? representing the cat is what I want to know. Who's, Who's the publicist? Yeah, get this cat's manager on the line. No, better yet, get the cat. It needs right. a better manager if it didn't have a trailer. Right. <laughs> Excuse me, does this cat have a trailer or not? Or we're walking. <laughs> See? It's I, I rate. All right. Are you ready for your second question and I'm, final question? Oh, I am. I am indeed. Which statement about this art house film, Mother, directed by Darren Evernosky, is not true? Which of these mm. statements is not true? Our statement. It received an F cinema score. Darren Evernosky wrote the first draft of the script in just five days. The film received both boos and a standing ovation during its premiere at the Venice Film Festival. <laughs> Acclaimed director David Lynch said this was in his top three favorite movies of all time. Oh, God. These are all incredibly believable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not convinced you didn't pull a gotcha on me. (laughs) (laughs) They all are true. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the cinema score of F. I don't think that it'd be massively higher, but I don't think... I mean, I'm sticking with my gut. That's what I'm going with. No, it was David Lynch saying that this is one of his favorite movies of all time. Okay. Hey, David. <laughs> hey, David. That's false. <laughs> <laughs> Chill. All right? Right. I get that you that. are an auteur classic dad, da, 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 but like your films are not so far removed. 
I guess he didn't say any dis- he anything. Didn't say anything. He didn't say anything about That's it. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. I got I, defensive for a film like, I did not David want to get David's defensive like, for. What? <laughs> what did I do? Fuck. I haven't even seen this this mother you speak of. Is that a film? <laughs> <laughs> I've been locked away in a hole by choice, right, waiting yeah. for them to feed me chicken scraps at 3 p.m. every day. Right. <laughs> I, they have not. They have not booted my systems to make a movie yet. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, that was a good one. Hey, uh, speaking of David Lynch. Okay. Yep. I had to be in there somewhere. <laughs> right. Uh, he continues to be cryptic about the origin for a prop in Eraserhead. The prop in question being a mutant baby. Mm-hmm. He has said things in interviews when asked about it. Like, it was born nearby, or maybe it was found. Despite him never outright confirming what the prop was, reportedly it was made from the embalmed fetus of a calf, Vaseline, rubber, and rotten meat mixed with gum that was chewed by the cast, a stick horse, condoms, chocolate syrup, and leftover crafty, or David Lynch was friends with an embalmer, and he transported roadkill to him. Oh my god, Ian, come on. <laughs> these are all believable. <laughs> he would do every one of these things. He absolutely would. And that's why this one took me so long. I was like, I need to get into Lynch's headspace. I need to make this movie with this buck wild fucking mutant baby prop. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Like, if he hasn't done one of these, he's bound to do it again eventually. You just spoke mm-hmm. it into it existence. You does what you did. And just because we haven't heard about him doing these things right. doesn't mean he hasn't doesn't done mean. these things. I'm going to go with the calf thing. That sounds legit. It was exactly that. Yeah, it okay. was exactly. It is reportedly the embalmed fetus of a calf. Uh, he was so secretive about it during production that even when they were watching the dailies, he wouldn't let the uh, the editor watch it with him as he was like setting it up. They had to cover their eyes. What? Mm-hmm. A fucking weirdo. I, uh, you know, he's got, he's got a style. He's got a <laughs> Can't style. Can't say he doesn't. All right, that's David Lynch, everyone. Um, and with that, <laughs> we're done with trivia. If you guys have any trivia themes or trivia uh, questions that you want us to ask, um, and do trivia on, or if you're eager to learn more about trivia, just let us know on our social media platforms. It's too many flicks. It's number two and an X at the end. And uh, we will look through it and see what we can do. Or we'll work together, and you become a producer of the show. Awesome. Uh, let's wrap this thing up on. Man. Cover that news. (sighs) Need a cigarette after that. uh... (laughs) (coughs) Yeah. Yeah, we covered the shit out of that news. (laughs) That news, that trivia. Trivia, them trailers. Oh. What a fantastic evening we've all had here. Yeah, we have. It's been a good time. Let's all hold hands. <laughs> come here, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Come around the circle. Huh? Give me yeah. your hands. Yeah. Come on. Put your cigarettes in your mouth, everyone. Cigarettes in your mouth. Put yeah. your cigarettes in your bottle of brandy. Yeah. Okay, I don't this know what's happening here. here. <laughs> this, it's the communion. Hey, hey. Yeah. it's the, it's the. Horse-voiced person communion. Uh, it's like the HPC. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah, yeah. And every, every, at the end of every one of these, we come together, we take hands, and what do we say? Uh, let's fucking. Come on, you all remember the motto, what do we say? Uh, let's fucking do it to it, motherfucker. And so it was. And let's so it was, and so it shall it be. <laughs> and so it shall be. Let's <laughs> fucking do it, do it. Yeah, Thus right. concedes another meeting of the HPC, and coincidentally, another episode of uh, Too Many Flicks. Yeah, there we go. wow, we did it. It's an 84th episode, 85, on uh, a couple weeks here, and then um, getting closer and closer to 100. That's going to be exciting stuff. What but are we going to do? I don't fucking know, dude. Probably a live show. <laughs> Probably fucking finally make this a live show at 100 Ooh, uh, if it's safe enough hell yeah because like what safe. is that that's like 30 weeks yeah or a live show via our own homes somehow we'll figure it out we've got uh game capture cards or some shit we'll figure something out um yeah. with that being said ian um why don't you tell people who you are how to get in contact with you and what's your favorite flower oh yeah hey friends my name is ian you can find me on Facebook as Ian Mutner. You can find me on Instagram as SockNinja888. Or you can find me on Twitter as SirYikesalot at BabyGotNack. And my favorite flower. I always want to double check this. Okay. But I want to say, because it's such a pretty name on its own, a chrysanthemum. Ah, that's nice. They're very pretty. They are. Um... Maybe it was violets, though, because I really like the color of violets. Mm. No, I'm sticking with my first one. Just stick with it, Ian. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking through it. Um, ben. Yes. Who are you? Where can the people find you? And... Oh, wow. I gotta think of a good question now. What is your favorite animal that is from the ocean? Okay, uh, all right, yeah, I could dig that. Um, all right, my name is Ben Jenkins. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Benny and the Jets. You can find me on Instagram at O underscore true underscore apothecary underscore 666. Twitter and Instagram is probably best to find me by my actual name. Um, <laughs> Benjamin Jenkins is probably a lot easier that way. Um, and also, you can find me, and if you're trying to hire as a casting director, you can find me on or if you just want to look at my portfolio, that's cool, too. At BenjaminJenkins.com. It's BenjaminJenkins.com. Um, also, yeah, um, well, we, we've got some, um, just to tell you what we're working on, uh, Too Many Dice is presenting um, Astronautica, which is coming out soon. We've, uh, we've got one episode already kind of, like, cooked up, and it sounds fucking great, guys. You're in for a treat. Uh, it's um, Matt... Frost is kind of running that department over there. Um, mm-hmm. and we got some it's coming really, soon. Yeah, it's coming soon. We've got some really cool games. Ian's also part of it. Our friend, um, God, uh, real quick. What's Lauren's? Uh, Lauren Alice. Alice, okay, three, two, one. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Alice, um, one of our good friends of ours. She's also a part of the campaign. She's also helping running some of our marketing, too. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Um, so we're trying to grow um, as we go. Also, we're doing, I'm doing a radio play with Ian. Ian's help uh, has helped write some of the stuff. Josh Brew is a good friend of ours and, and others. I'm sorry for leaving you guys out. He's also a part of the voiceover stuff as well. I lend my voice to it. It's very fun coming out shortly as well. And also One Class Fits All, another plug. That's another D&D podcast. We're working on that in the process. So we've been busy bees. Um, also, so 
with that being said, uh, my favorite sea animal, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the sea, but I feel like I do have a, a pretty, uh, I know any octopi or squids or cephalopods kind of freak me out. I know some people love them. I just, they, they're too alien looking to me. Um, which was not a question that you asked me, but I had to, I had to diss them somehow. You gotta get it off your chest. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get, it off, gotta get it off my chest. Um, they spooky, I get it. Spooky. They can be. Yeah. That's them changing colors. They change colors. Like, yeah, it's just weird. Just fucking strange. Scientists actually, from what I remember reading just like two, three years ago, you know, science changes. Mm-hmm. They still weren't entirely sure how like cephalopods and octopi, octopi in particular did their camouflage. They're like, it's so incredibly beyond anything we know how to do. Like, wow. How do they do it? That's still probably a thing. Yeah. They're super intelligent also, which makes it creepy. Yes, they um, are. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm going to go with dolphins. I know that's like lame, like bottlenose dolphins, but like they're funny. They seem cute. And they're also super intelligent, which is creepy. But like if I had to go with something, I would go with dolphins probably. Yeah, Hell, yeah. I think if you told me I had to be trapped in a tank with either a dolphin or an octopus, mm-hmm. I would probably choose dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a safe bet. Uh, All right, y'all. With that being said, we're going to wrap her up. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Um, Please tell your friends, your mom, and your pa about the show. We will continue to do our work and everything that's involved with that. We love you guys very much. We appreciate all your input and everything else. Um, But, yeah, we understand that things are crazy. There's a congressman in Florida by the name of – I'm not even going to name his name because he's an asshole – um, who is, uh, you know, committing all types of atrocities. Because, um, surprise, you know, you, you, you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Um, mm-hmm. He was like, oh, what's happening to the fabric of, of our democracy? What's happening? Why is this happening? Oh, we want us to watch movies all King Kong versus uh, Godzilla, but they're doing paperwork now? How is this happening? How does this even make sense? Fucking Justice League Snyder Cut well, is four fucking hours long. Did we review how? it? Of course we did. It's a long movie. You're going to hear about it soon. Or you probably already heard about it. Anyway, yeah, it's a lot of shit going on. It's a lot of flap, flippity, 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 flop, gibberish. That's a lot. It's a lot. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Have a cigarette. Or if you don't smoke, have a nice cup of tea. If you don't like tea, maybe mm. some coffee. Or if you don't like coffee, maybe some milk. If you're lactose intolerant, try that almond milk or cashew milk or any other alternate forms of milk. And just sit back, relax, kick your feet up, listen to the podcast while you read a book or something um, mundane. Because we are too many flicks, and we watch all the flicks. So that you don't have to.